Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com, and with me today, as always, is the producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Ramin, how are you doing today, sir? I am doing well. There's a little snow day. I guess uh, I'll continue the trend and say happy snow day to you, Kyle, with our half inch of powder. And as a moderator of the podcast, it's getting kind of cumbersome. We're having a lot of snow-shortened episodes, Kyle. That is very true. Yeah, uh, a lot of snow on the ground over here, especially in Cherokee County. Uh, I see it feels like every single time they say, oh, we're just going to get a quarter of an inch, nothing at all. We get like two, three inches, and it throws everything into uh you know into a frenzy and that's kind of scary especially if you're hosting a tournament around this time or if you're trying to get your region games done and we got region tournaments coming up and that's going to push that back and very hectic i'm glad i'm not a schedule maker and i don't have to deal with all that stuff but it is uh it's very troublesome with the the winter weather but uh, i guess hopefully we don't have to worry about that come the home stretch and we can get all these games and because we got a lot of big games a lot of big region matchups that will decide region seeding, and which usually decides uh, how the state tournaments play out with uh, what type of roads you get with your seed. So a lot of big games coming down the stretch that we need to get played, and hopefully uh, Mother Nature lets it all play out. And as a moderator, I guess I'm in one respect, there's not a lot of games to talk about. No recaps, no Tuesday night recaps last night. And of course, we are recording this on Wednesday. But there is some news that is developing. But before we get to that, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Sportal Space. That is correct. That is correct, Romain. We'd like to thank our Spielin' and Dealin' podcast sponsor, Sportal Space. Sportal Space helps teams find gyms and fields for practice or training and makes booking a gym as easy as finding a restaurant on Open Table or a hotel on Expedia. Check out Sportal Space. Every practice, every game. And now we'll jump into the news that I alluded to a couple seconds earlier. First, the McDonald's All-American Game rosters have been announced. This year, it will be played on March the 28th. That's a Wednesday at Phillips Arena here in Atlanta. And we have four Georgia players representing the state of Georgia. Two on the girls' side, two on the boys' side. For the guys, we have EJ Montgomery from Wheeler and Reggie Perry from Thomasville High School. And then on the ladies' side... There is Jenna Brown from Lovett and Olivia Nelson Odola from Winder Barrow. Yeah, um, the McDonald's All American game. Uh, I mean, it's kind of losing its luster because it's just it's not. It, they're not picking the right people and stuff like that, and you know it goes into politics and obviously the selection committee is gonna you know we gotta. Uh, I mean, they, they're not able to see all these kids, but at the end of the day, it's not that hard to pick some of, you know, the, the best players. Obviously, you're going to pick up all the five stars and stuff like that. But um, on the on the boys side, there were not a lot of players that were actually nominated. And uh, I think the nomination prod, uh, process is pretty easy. Pretty much, don't you just get a, a, a couple nominations are on there? Just like two years ago, we had a kid nominated that didn't even play basketball. That was not that was freaking nominated for McDonald's All Star Game. So if that doesn't tell you how uh, how, how just you know silly some of this stuff is, that that should that should tell you about. It. And and we had a uh, Jamie Lewis uh, as a as a, a potential selection from Westlake, but uh, he plays at Finley Prep in uh, Nevada, so he's not even in the state of Georgia, but he's listed as a 
a Georgia a Georgia potential, you know, a nominee. And we had, uh, let's see, Cavante Ivory going to Georgia State was on there. Collins Joseph, who was a uh, a nice, I guess, pretty, you know, average role player at Tucker last year. But he goes to New Faith Christian Academy playing in, you know, one of those crazy leagues. And now he's average. He turns into a, you know, a nice player into a superstar averaging 30 points per game because, uh, I hate to break it to you, but some of those other divisions, uh, the uh, competition level is not that good. So he was on there. Uh, Jamie Lewis, who did not even play in the state of Georgia this year, was a nominee. E.J. Montgomery, who made the team, was a slam dunk. They did a great job picking him from Wheeler. He's been uh, fantastic playing in the highest classification, playing a national schedule, mind you, which is a kind of big deal, especially in high school. And uh, he's really backed it up. Kavon Moore, who... Uh, we're going to have to talk about him uh, very, very quickly right after this. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll mention him, but he was on there. Landers Nolan, who was the, the easiest no-brainer to get on there, scored 50 points in a game. Uh, just last week, he's had about maybe four or five 50-point games in his career. And is the Let's see if I'm, I'm reading this right. If we're not taking Jamie Lewis, uh, he is the only player – that is nominated from Georgia on the boys' side that actually won a state championship and was the best player on the state championship team and is averaging over 30 points a game this year. Though He is the best player in the state of Georgia, and he was left off. And then uh, Reggie Perry uh, from Thomasville made it, and that's just one that I, I keep scratching my head. He's you know If we're just looking at the resumes, I'm sure he's a, a fine, good player, but... He's playing in one of the worst classifications in the state. He's not playing 7A like E.J. Montgomery. He's not playing 6A like Landers Nolley playing a national schedule. He's playing teams like Berrien and Thomas County Central. They just got beat by Pelham last night by one point. He had like four fouls in the first half. It's just he's he's not a McDonald's All American. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter what you do in the AAU circuit when you're you know you're running up and down and there's no defenses and when you play you know against schematic teams that are going to try and slow you down when it it really matters the most when you're you're playing against game plans and stuff. Uh, He's got like a six-inch advantage every game he plays. He's playing against no other guys that, you know, I don't even know if he's playing against other guys that are even playing Division Two basketball in Class 2A. And he's he's not dominating. He hasn't led his team to a Final Four. It's, you know, it's beating a dead horse. They got blown out by Chattooga last year, which is their tallest player was probably about 6'2", 6'3", from, from North Georgia. So, uh I, I strongly disagree with that. That should have been Landers Nolley's spot. If you're going to pick anybody, you're definitely picking Landers Nolley over Reggie Perry. And I think it's dangerous when you get into this group think stage where, well, everyone says this guy's the best player ever and we got him ranked five stars. But when it matters the most, no one remembers what you did in the AAU circuit. They remember, remember what you do when you leave a legacy at your high school. Uh, right now, he doesn't have a legacy. He hasn't done anything at the high school level. He's got one last year to do it, and I would love to see him finally put it together when it actually matters and not just running up and down and you know playing AU and stuff like that. He's a, a good player, but at the high school level, when we're looking at resumes and, okay, when it matters the most, what are you doing to prove uh, your worth? And especially when you're that much, that much, that much better than everybody else and you got an All-American and you're playing in class two-way, you should be beating the hell out of people. And that's not what Thomasville does. And Landers Nolley is that guy and he's done it. And Landers Nolley, 110%, he should have been in that game. Uh, hands down. It's just, just check the resumes, check the facts, playing against better competition. 
doing it when it matters the most. Uh, uh, I feel very, very bad for Landers Nola, who's the best player in Georgia, uh, not to get there. Uh, but uh, I mean, all these the the committee and all that stuff. They only see it when it's AAU. They don't they don't follow what these guys do during the during the high school season. You know, Coach Rory Welsh even tweeted out. I didn't do any fact checking, but he said some of these guys have played like two games this year, their senior season, or haven't even played and stuff like that. But they're on the McDonald's All American team, and it's just it's just stupid. Uh, I'm sure you have some strong people if you really want to make this game what it's supposed to be if you're a mcdonald's all-american that means you're what like a top 20 player in the nation like you're you're a superstar phenom uh or at least you should be the best player in your state you would think um but they got it wrong and i think they should be able to do a better job there's there's enough knowledgeable people in each state to say okay if we really have to if we really want to bring this up why can't we just get you know one guy from each state or two guys from each state if it's really that difficult to to figure it out? But uh, they did a bad job uh, on the boys' side, leaving uh, Landers Noli out, and uh, I'm very passionate about that. He is the best player in the state of Georgia, and you really can't tell me otherwise. Just look at everything he's done. Uh, he's going to Virginia Tech. It's not like he's going to you know Sneed State or you know nowhere. He's playing against the best competition he produces, and he's a winner. And uh, it's a it's a it's a major shame that the McDonald's All-American game, uh, they really screwed this one up, especially since it's coming to Atlanta now and the state's best players not even going to be representing the state of Georgia. Just for some transparency, I guess, uh, this was really the only media information I could find released by McDonald's All-American in a PDF document somewhere deep in their page. It says under selecting the teams, they, uh, quote, are the only democratically selected prep all-star event in the country. The nation's top high school basketball coaches and media comprise the selection committee responsible for selecting the boys and girls roster from a pool of more than 700 nominated high school seniors. End quote. Take that for whatever you want. Um, and, you know, we were talking about this off air, Kyle. A lot of the, I mean, for them, I guess a lot of this is easy picking, very formulaic. They're just going there, finding the prep schools, the O'Call, the Montverdes. They're just picking the best player from the prep schools around the country. Yeah, I mean, if you look, I mean, I don't. I don't I don't really care about the McDonald's stuff and where these guys are coming from but like you just said I would have a, a sneaky suspicion that a majority of these players and the top players across the nation like they don't even go to real high schools they're you know they're prep basketball academies it's not you know it's not high school basketball it's, it's just everything is so so far changed from when people actually went to high schools and now you're just going to academies and their factories and they're producing them out and it's all it's basketball first education second no matter how it uh, that's just how it is and that's what I, I like about I like about Georgia I mean we don't we don't have the the, the real fake school For the most part you look at all the, the the great programs even though uh, I mean oftentimes when you build it they will come and you know kids want to play for prestigious programs and that's just the way it goes sometimes but Wheeler's a private uh, public school pardon me Norcross public school um, who who are all the good schools Morgan County's doing a really good job Upson Lee one of those homegrown teams undefeated uh, Buford kind of like a private school at that that big facility but uh, a city school so just you know links and Hughes as well all the all these schools uh, at the end of the day, they're they're pretty much they're they're public schools. They're not private prep academies where we got a hundred kids and uh, you got to be six foot eight or taller to go here. And we're you know we're just 
producing you out, producing you out, producing you out. Uh, I think there's something valuable with an actual high school, real high school level experience. If you're good enough, you're good enough. I know the prep academies will you know, prepare you better for the, the next level. But I mean, I'm, I'm just old school. Let's go to a public school. Let's, let's do it the right way. And that's what I like the most about Georgia high school basketball. Uh, it's, it's pretty much all public schools or, you know, GHSA schools are not these, you know, crazy factory academies. It's a, uh, it's real schooling going on there. That's enough talk about the McDonald's all American games. Let's get to another piece. We touched on earlier. Kavon Moore in a game last night. He, uh, he was taken off the court uh, by ambulance, and he was with a apparent lower leg injury. Later, reports stated that he has broken his tibia and fibula in his leg, and he will be out, uh, I guess, indefinitely until he heals. Yeah, his uh, his career is over, and so is Westside's shot at uh, a, a deep tournament run. He was. Really, uh, I mean, he was everything for him. Greg Holloway put up good numbers alongside him, but outside of that, you know, had a you know, just a bunch of kids averaging four points, six points here and there. So in uh, Class 3A, which is, I guess you could say it's, I don't know, maybe somewhat down. We don't really know yet. But they were just moving up finally, ranked uh, number five. But, uh, yeah, Westside, they just took a loss to Holy Spirit Prep, and then they, they beat their rival Central Macon, and I, I heard uh, – no real shame of how it actually happened i was told that he was going up for a like a 360 dunk at the end of the game with four seconds left or something like that and uh, if i'm wrong i'm wrong but from what i heard from a very reliable source he was going up for a uh, you know a dunk in like a 10 point game with the game over and it just snapped on him and uh that's very very bad very very much a shame for a guy that's been a superstar his entire career and uh in Georgia, uh, and I, another guy that really had a really good opportunity to uh, uh, make that McDonald's All-American game, he had a you know a, probably a, a better case than a, a couple of those guys on that list. But uh, it's a it's a real shame for Westside. That's going to hurt their chances a ton. Morgan County is you know st- still sitting pretty at number one. They got a really big game, tough game on the 20th this Saturday against Newton. Uh, who just you know blew out Warner Robbins and Warner Robbins just looked super sloppy and sometimes when it it doesn't go well it kind of really snowballs for Warner Robbins and uh, Ashton Hagens was relentless against them had another triple double but uh, that really hurts Westside Macon and that hurts uh, Kavon because he was set to announce his uh, his college decision college decision on the twenty sixth. Uh, this month coming up on senior night, and he, he had his college choices down to Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Ohio State, and Alabama. And you know what? What are these schools going to do now? They're going to kind of cool off a bit now that he had such a, a major, serious injury. Uh, I don't know, but uh, Mercer has been playing hard for him. I guess maybe that means he eliminated Mercer since he's not down to a, you know, wasn't listening that that final four. At least what I'm reading from WGXA. Uh, maybe there's more, but that was a Final Four. But I mean, Mercer. If I'm Mercer, I'm 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 going to be one of the first people in that hospital bed to you know check on him. And you know, if you're really that that strong of a connection with him, and you really want him to stay home, I mean, some of these bigger guys maybe might cool off just a little bit, and that could be just the uh, just uh, the the little bit of an opening for a school like that, a local school that's been pushing so hard for him. And if they're you know bedside saying, hey, we are we are definitely still here for you we still want you we will wait for you to heal up 
who knows? But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. He's got to make a, a decision, and these these college coaches got to be saying, "Oh my gosh, this was a guy that's going to make an impact from day one for us." He's a four star, five star player, a six eight guard, and now he breaks his leg in uh, you know catastrophic fashion. Uh, super tough for Kavon, but uh, I'm sure he's got really good people around him. Just got to stay in high spirits. And, uh, you know, it's a process. Nothing comes easy in life. And uh, I have uh, I have faith that he will be able to work on that and uh, get healthy as, as soon as he's able to. But you got to be patient with it and uh, and just take your time. Best wishes to Gavon from us. Now on to the rankings, the usual part of these weekly podcasts. We're in week nine. As I'm looking up the boys, up the girls' rankings, not much has changed. And I think this could be a testament to... As you get more data, as you get more um, your sample size increases, the amount of confidence in your rankings also increases, right, Kyle? Yes, I, w- I would say so. I mean, seven A is always pretty. You know, you you pretty much got it for the most part. You're not going to see like five teams drop out one week. Uh, once you get to that level, you know who's going to be there, and uh, it's real tough. I mean, you you look at Wheeler right now, who what eleven and seven going into this week. You know, not not the greatest record, but you still know at the end of the day they're playing nationally. You know, national schedule. They're beating good teams when they're they're able to see them for the most part. Um, but yeah, with the, with the more with the more games played, you know, you, you realize, oh, I might have missed that one. Like Buford with that, I guess it was United Faith who they just played. David Vitti with a tipping at the buzzer to beat them, and then Warner Robbins. Uh, they really let it get away from against Newton, so that might have been a yikes. You know, maybe I should have left Buford a uh, number one, which uh, I'm sure they're gonna get back to it after they lost. I guess it was on a buzzer beater to Cedar Shoals, but uh, yeah, with the with the more games played, you, you kind of feel better about it. There's always gonna be a little bit of movement at the bottom of the polls, especially when you get to crazy classifications like Class A private. Like it's gonna be like this all all year long. Three teams in, three teams out. You know, massive shuffling around. Um, but I just I just like to think our our rankings are the best rankings out there because it's not throwing you know here's my five here's my ten teams I'm gonna post it on Twitter I'm not gonna give you any reasoning behind it there's and and if you even tried to do reasoning behind it, you're gonna say why the hell are they ranked this high if they played you know Joe Schmo University State which is uh you probably shouldn't be playing colleges but when you're playing just you know absolute nobodies. But then you're going to say, well, we go by strength of schedule. And just, it really, it really, you know, the credibility is not there. And that, that hurts when, I, you know, you try and watch some of these broadcasts online and then they're saying these like just jacked up rankings and stuff like that. But I, I'm telling you, no one's an expert at this stuff, or at least no one's going to get everything 100% right. But I like to think if you, if you had to turn to somebody to, to give you a, a, at least a measuring stick of, okay, they might be this good. I feel like we do a good job on our website. I'm taking four to five hours every single week, you know, five hours for the boys' rankings, five hours for the girls' ranking, checking every single result. And you just look at some of the, the other stuff. And, I mean, I mean, one example was just having one school in there ranked, like, number three, and their best win was against, like, Pickens County. And then, oh, yeah, these guys are the third best team. And then they get beat by 31 by someone in the region. They get beat by three by someone in the region. They're, you know, they're three and four in the region. Play. Just, it just really pains me when people don't want to put out, you know, logical logical knowledge like fact-based okay this is what it is these are i mean every 
obviously everyone's entitled to their opinions and stuff, but your opinion should be statistically based and knowledge based, not just I'm just going to throw it up there and I want you know get people talking about it. So uh, come to SandySpiel.com. We'll we'll steer you in the right direction. Uh, I do the best I can. Like I said, nobody's perfect, but uh, I can at least give you reasoning why each team is positioned where they are. And uh, I'm not I'm not about to run not about to run from uh, any questions or anything like that. But uh, that that's my little spiel on it. Uh, I take my rankings extremely serious as I take all my work. I take great pride in my work, and uh, it really uh, is is funny to see uh, you know SandySpiel.com often uh, imitated, never replicated. Ramin. I like that little punchline. And just to close up a little point, we were talking about last week about the rankings in Class A private, people falling out. Uh, North Cobb Christian back in at number eight, I believe, where they were two weeks ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, like I said, it's it's a merry-go-round. They they beat Altoona, which isn't it's not beating Altoona in the you know the past six or seven years, but they won in overtime and they won a game, and you saw other teams and. Class A private this week, you know, teams dropping out. Uh, what we had Walker drop out with a, a, a not very good loss against Galloway. They barely beat Pinecrest in overtime. Uh, Holy Innocence drops three spots after a, a, a not great loss to Liberty County. Um, then Landmark Christian, they've lost you know four or five in a row. Had have a couple injuries. So, especially in Class A private, that is just going to be a. Uh, uh, trial by whatever you know we're just gonna throw it out there and you know see what happens and uh see if it all sticks and it works out but uh it's all up to these teams class a probably just gonna be one of those deals okay who's playing good at this current time because there's not outside of the top three maybe i'm not gonna say top four yet but top three it's all about who's playing the best at that current time and there's gonna be a lot of shuffling the rest of the way and there's gonna be a lot of strange teams come the state tournament time now they have what like 30 two teams in there there are going to be a lot of strange teams in the state tournament that are going to have a chance to win a first round game so uh look forward to that madness and we'll end this week's weather shortened podcast again with a little talk of the mlk day tournaments um i believe you said bcb tournament douglas county a lot of games on suv tv kyle Yes, yes. Uh, they had they had a lot of games going on. Peachtree Ridge had that BCB Classic. Uh, Norcross girls, they took it to Buford pretty well. I think they ended up winning by about double double digits off the top of my head. So that was a really good win for Norcross girls. Uh, Langston Hughes and Grayson, uh, what a game that was. Landers Nolly, you know, no surprise. He had about I don't know, probably like thirty five points or something like that. Uh, just just doing what he always does. Uh, but Langston Hughes was up 20 points, up 20 points on Grayson, who is uh, where do we have Grayson ranked right now. They're ranked number seven in Class 7A, and uh, we have Langston Hughes number one in 6A. He came back from down 20 to win 65 to 64 without Kenyon Jackson, without Travis Anderson, who is going to Charleston Southern. Uh, uh, they they did it with Nick Edwards, an unsigned senior guard who was he's really good. He's really really good. He's someone you really need to check out, especially if you're at that D two level. Like he's a good player and he is he is shining. Without him, he had 11 points in the fourth quarter, at 24 for the game, hit the game winning layup with about a minute or a, a second left. Uh, that was a phenomenal phenomenal game from Grayson. And I mean, before they they mounted that comeback, I mean, my goodness, Langston Hughes looked phenomenal. 
uh, they are uh, something else with Landers just scoring at a ridiculous clip. But Grayson, that was a, a, a great comeback win. And then you look elsewhere at the BCB. I mean, Miller Grove really took it to discovery. Miller Grove's not Miller Grove from, you know, two years ago, but they, they win games. They keep winning games now. After this year's over, they lose a lot of seniors, and Maurice Harvey's going to enter a senior season. We'll see if there's, you know, finally a legitimate drop off. There's a drop off in the losses right now. They have about six losses, but they're still beating a lot of good teams. They're still that that best team in Region Five. Uh, after this year, we'll see if it, you know, finally uh, someone else can take the take the crown from them. But right now, Miller Grove is they're still rolling and they're taking care of business. And one other game was Morgan County. Uh, outlasting uh, Meadow Creek in a really, really good game, 50-44. to 44. Morgan County's undefeated. They, like I mentioned earlier, they play Newton on the 20th coming up, which is going to be a huge game. But if you're not a believer in Morgan County, like they are most definitely in that discussion for you know a top-five team in the state, you know, potentially. I mean, you beat Meadow Creek. Uh, they played a good game pretty good schedule when you know beat westlake beat buford beat Dakula. uh you know they're probably in that top five top ten range in the entire state and if they beat newton that really puts them up there so uh, a very good team that you need to go check out especially when they're hosting newton on the uh the 20th but that pretty much sums up all the games you know it had the the the, the dream classic over there at morehouse college uh chris williams put on another very good event that's where uh we saw uh, Meadow Creek and Morgan County play, and then BCB had a good event. Uh, J4 Sports over there at Douglas County. Uh, the games there pretty much all recapped on Sportalspace.com. If you want to go to Sportalspace.com and click on, on the uh, Sportal News banner, uh, we had uh, one of our writers at the event writing up uh, all sorts of summaries. Amari Robinson had 41 points. Career high for Douglas County girls, upset Fayette County girls. That's Brandon Robinson at North Carolina's little cousin. But uh, a lot of good action on MLK Day, and um, I'm glad we were able to fit that in before the snowstorm came. Indeed, and I think that will be it for this podcast. As always, thank you for listening. We'll be back with you next week for hopefully some more um, rankings talk and basketball talk. Until next time, signing off.